Listeners, just for your information, this podcast contains information that will be sensitive to younger ears. So please use discretion. This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael in the studio. Listeners, thanks for joining us. We've got a great question for us today. So here it is, Michael. Should I marry a man with a porn addiction? So this is our fifth episode on on porn, but not our fifth question. We've experienced a lot of questions. Um, I think one of the most helpful episodes that we did was 459, How Do I Actually Overcome Porn Addiction? I think mm-hmm. that actually might be one of the most helpful, tangible, tactile podcasts that we've done on just the sheer reality of it. But that's not yeah. the question here today. Nope, not the question. The but... question today is, do I marry or date a man with a porn addiction? So I want to clarify the terms, okay? So somebody might be a cigarette addict, but they may not have smoked for 20 years. Yeah. And the nature of addiction is that it's in you. There's a drive toward it. The greater concern is not necessarily they are, quote, unquote, an addict. The bigger concern is whether or not they have self-control. Yeah, self-control. Are they currently practicing? Yeah. We had a professor at Moody who I think gave pretty good advice, which was don't date a guy or get engaged to a guy who's looked at porn in the last six months. Reason being because if he has, here's just what we know. Mm -hmm. They will take it into marriage. Yeah. So part of the challenge is that, is that somehow men and women, young men and women, get it into their mind that if we get married and have a dynamic sexual relationship, that the man's porn addiction will go away. And that's just not true. It's not because it's misdiagnosing the reason for looking at porn. For most men, the reason for looking at porn is not just simply and purely sexual release. Otherwise, a healthy, dynamic sexual relationship and a marriage where there's good communication and needs are discussed would actually meet that need. But mm-hmm. here's what you find. Uh, men who are porn addicts get married. They have healthy, regular, normal sex lives, and they're still on still. the side looking at porn. Yeah. Because uh, to me, and just to give maybe people an analogy, it's like saying, I smoke cigarettes, but once I get married uh, and we have sex, my cigarette addiction is going to go away. They both might make you feel good, but they're just different addictions. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though yep. typically pornography um, results in masturbation and sexual release, that's why I think a lot of women and young men especially just think, oh, if I just get it over here, I'll be released from it over here. Yep. But that's uh, – it's not a one-to-one. And so what happens is that men who have porn addictions that are not under control end up almost always taking them with them into marriage. So if you as a woman are not enough – like his love for you – and when you hear this, I'm not talking about sexually. I'm just talking about if his love for you and his commitment to biblical manhood – is not enough for him to stop looking at porn and to deal with it decisively, it won't be after you're married. Right. Marriage won't change it. Right. The moment you're in a forever relationship, here's what it means. It means they can do whatever they want now and you're not going anywhere. Mm. At least before, if they're not willing to do it before marriage, yes. when actually you have the freedom to walk, they're definitely not going to get rid of it in marriage unless the Holy Spirit of God intervenes or they are caught and you go public. So here's also another level of the challenge. Porn addicts are really great liars. And the reason I say that is not because they're just unusually terrible people, because most men that I know have looked at porn 
um, because it's ubiquitous. It's just everywhere. Right. But and, and again, let's just go back and make sure when we're talking about porn, we're not talking about the billboards on the street. We're not talking about magazine articles that are our normal time or Newsweek magazine. No, we're talking about naked we're, women. We're, we're, and we're men talking that you about go online to look for, pornography yeah, for sure. Yeah. You actually go online to look for exactly, or you have magazines or whatever of naked women. You're going after that. Yes. It's a pursuit of other people's sex and nudity for self arousal for sure. Like so, the very nature of porn is that it's hidden. Very few people, especially Christians, are like, "Look, I'm going to go look at porn now and mm -hmm. masturbate." Like that doesn't. It's not how it works. So, you're used to a life of deception. And again, it doesn't mean you're a terrible, terrible human being. It just means that this is a sin. That with it comes deception. Yes. So here's some red flags. Okay. Almost always when a woman that a guy is dating asks about porn, he's going to take one of two routes. Route number one, some level of deception or deflection, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Always, I would say 98% of the time. So I want to say just always for the sake of consistency here, but like always they'll mitigate it. How often do you look at it? Not a lot. Well, not a lot. What does that mean? For a three times a day addict is once a day. Yeah. Not a lot could be once a year. You know what I mean? Like those mm -hmm. are different categories. And contrary to popular belief, I find actually that most Christian men are not in the daily porn thing. When I when I jump into the their porn lives, which I end up jumping into because I get brought into this, yeah. honestly, most Christian men that struggle with it actively in the moment, it's more or less like one or two days off for a couple weeks, yeah. off for a couple months. Some men get like six or eight months of freedom, and then it comes back for then a they week. they come back at it. Or some of them are like once a month. You know what I mean? So it's not regular, but when they're really stressed, this is something that they— it's a it's a coping mechanism they've learned to come back mm -hmm. to. And there are for sure the 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 few who it's just the daily obsession and they try to hide it and you can't at some point if that's where you're at. So but the the idea here though is that their life is built around deception. So the other response that you'll find from like if you're engaged to a guy is he tells you every time. Mm. That's its own level of brokenness that in my book when you're you know every relationship is nuanced by and large a young man should be having those discussions, not with his fiance, but with, but another, with a, man. another man, another man, another man, competent and equipped and mature to navigate the nuances of this. I'm not saying that he should hide it. What I'm saying, though, is that um, it should be communicated with intentionality yes. so that you don't do long term damage. The reason I say that is because the vast majority of wives and engaged and dating women believe it is about their insufficiencies, which is why he looks at it. Like mm -hmm. if I was yep. prettier or or whatever, you know, you fill mm -hmm. in the blank. If I was more attractive or engaged sexually or mm -hmm. if I gave him more, he wouldn't do this. And, and I, I just cannot stress enough for most women, most men's porn addiction, A, predates you. It has nothing yes. to do with you. It is an addiction. I'm not justifying. I'm just saying it doesn't have anything to do with you. But the problem, though, is even though I bring stuff that predates my wife into our marriage, it does affect her. Yes, and it, it sure is does. painful, and it is a betrayal. And so, I'm not saying that the wives need to be neutral or numb. The only thing that I want to tell most wives is their porn addiction is not because they're disappointed in you. Yes. Their porn addiction affects you, changes you, uh, affects trust. Because again, whenever you find it, you have usually a long period of time of lies. And mm -hmm. I don't care what the story is. I don't care if you're addicted to heroin. When you lie, yes, and you get caught, trust is broken. Rightly so. And so there's a whole bunch of wives who are trying to pick up the pieces of broken trust and all that kind of stuff. The one th place I just want to protect most women is to say, do not believe the lie that you are not good enough or beautiful no. enough or whatever else. His porn addiction almost always predates you. Yeah. And I think that's just a 
a huge gift if women could believe that. This is about a broken man with broken habits, a lifetime of deception typically. Mm -hmm. And my heart breaks for those guys because it's a really, it's sad. It's just really, and and I want to give them freedom, but the the reason they lie is is because they know what it's going to do to their wife. Sure. And so they're trying to count the cost. Like they're in their brain, they're like, maybe if I deal with it on my own, it can just be something that's in the past. Sure, I'll lie about it, but I'm protecting her. Like our brains, when you're when you're addicted to porn, you can justify the craziest things. You know what I mean? Yes. The reason why I think the reason why our prophet Moody would say this, and I think she's right, is because for a good marriage or relationship, deception has to be gone. Yes. And a porn addict lives in a world of subtle deception. Mm-hmm. Now, also, let me be very clear. What I found with most porn addicts is that they're not liars in general. They're only liars about this. Mm. And they're liars about this because of the shame and all the fear that they have around getting caught, what will be taken away from them, and et cetera. I, I find most porn addicts to be really truthful people in the rest of their lives. But of course, and understandably, the wives will say, how can I trust him anywhere if I can't trust him here? Yeah. Because also your sexuality is a much deeper part of your life. Well, yeah, that's, that, that is things. the intimate part of a marriage relationship. And that's why it's different than if, the question was being asked, should I marry a, a, a man with a drug addiction or with an alcohol addiction? Yep. Because those are neutral when it comes to the marriage relationship. A porn addiction, now it's tapping into that intimacy that is supposed to be there only for a husband and wife. And then the lie or the deception is upon the wife or even on the husband sometimes, and that's what I've seen sometimes, well, the reason I'm addicted to porn is because my wife isn't pretty or she's not this or that. And so I've got to release a natural attraction that I have with the female body and I'm not getting it at home. The lie and the deception, the hurt that that puts on a, on a wife, most marriages can't sustain that. And why step into this at the beginning yep. of a relationship, a marriage relationship, yep. husband-wife relationship? Yep. So can I just speak really bluntly to the question now? We, you know, we've danced around it. Let yeah. me just tell you what I would do if I were you. And what I'm going to tell you is extreme. And um, I'll diagnose um, a problem. The problem is weddings cost money. Yeah. And people are flying in. There are flights, whatever, you know. And there's a whole wedding industry. And then you can't postpone stuff. We got to reserve the food and the banquets. And if we break the contract, then it's going to cost us money. Here's the problem. Most people won't break off an engagement when there's a porn addiction. Yeah, they, they find won't. out about it. Let's say you're three months out. They won't do it. Why? Because of the money. Or they lie to themselves and say, oh, we'll overcome this. You will tell yourself you anything to not face the, quote, public shame, shame. of postponing your Exactly. Wedding. The shame or the financial hurt that right. it's going to create. Absolutely. So here's my challenge. My challenge is if you carry on with the wedding, here's what you're telling him. I will covenant my life to you despite this. And here's what he'll do. He'll tell you, yeah. I'm going to deal with it. And that's why you need to go listen to our episode on how to overcome porn because- one of the first steps, and there is no overcoming porn addiction until this happens. First step. Go public. public. Like, you have to tell people. And uh, until they're willing to talk about it strategically uh, with the right people and put it on the table, it will always have power over them. And so here's what I find. You're dealing with a couple. They're dating. They're engaged. And the guy tells her. Usually the guy offers it, like guilt or something. You know? mm-hmm. And he says, I'm, I'm dealing with it. So she never brings it up again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he appeases his conscience temporarily, right? He's put it on the table. But like, what is he doing to deal with it? So if I'm a fiance, okay, 
this is where I really want to focus. Because it's easier to break up with a guy you like if he's got a porn addiction because you can look at him and say, I'll break up with you for six months. I will not date you until you are off of this for six months. Yeah. And here are my expectations. You fall short of any of them. And by the way, in this intermediate period, I'm free to date other people. Mm. Your call. Yeah. I think that's a great move. Now, listen to our episode 459 to see what those steps are for sure. But when you're engaged, oh, all the money, all the shame, all the, you know, like, especially Christians, we're like, we're going to have the best marriage. I'm not going to be like my parents. We're going to be on fire for the Lord. We're going to have it all together, you know? And then like before you're even there, you're like, crap, I'm married to a porn addict, you know? Like, so I would tell people is you got to count the cost. What do you like better? Your pride and ego. Or years of dealing with porn addictions Mm -hmm. because the dude will lie his face off. Sure. And I, again, every guy listening to this is like, I would never, honey, I would never do that. Like right now they're turning on me. You and I have seen it way too many times. Oh my gosh. The amount of times I've sat with people, it's couples. And I've just said, FYI, um, he's full of it. He's not going to get over it. He hasn't done it yet. And, and, and right now he's very frustrated with me because he feels misrepresented. Mm. And the guy, and I said, you're going to get in the car and he's going to say, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know. I'm not like that. And they're (laughs) like... I'm just not wrong. Yeah. Like it just, it pans out over and over again. You know what I mean? Like when yep. I've been dealing with people for 20 years, how many years you've been in ministry? Yep. 35, yep. right? Yep. Something like that. People are people. And yep. when you see the same thing over and over again, maybe they're the 1%. But you know what? I'm going to raise children one day with this man. Yep. I just want to know. Here's what I want to know. I want to know that you're willing to do whatever it takes to kill it so we can have a marriage and a sex life that honors God. That's right. My strong encouragement to people is... Deal with it decisively. Be willing to postpone your wedding. Maybe I could, maybe every circumstance is different. So let's just give a little grace. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're six months out and the guy literally follows the playbook, goes after it, and is just a rock star. I I could see sitting with a couple and saying, I think we can deal with this. And uh, future wife, here's the, here are the parameters I think you should put on this. And then the guy does all of them in spades because he's, he hates this addiction. Yeah. And he loves this woman. He wants to bring it. I can see stories like that. Mm-hmm. My challenge in porn addiction is that when it gets caught, usually about 30% of it gets caught. Yeah. There's so much more that's there. Totally. It's like catching a kid smoking pot. He's like, it's my first time. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, if yeah. it is your first time, God unusually remarkably loves you. Yes. Because the fact that he got you here, you know what yes. I mean? Rather than 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. And so, like, no, no, no man who is in a current porn addiction uh, is going to encourage his girlfriend or fiance to listen to this podcast. Right. But here's what I would say, man, if you're in that, if you're in those shoes, I get it. I understand it. I watch it all the time. I understand the propensity to lie. I get the need to protect yourself and the fear of all the fallout. I get that you've watched other people go public and, and they've lost trust for years on end. And I get, I see all of it and uh, it's really gut wrenching and it's really hard but you know the Lord wants it out of your life. Yeah, You know it. And the best thing I could tell you is the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. And if the Lord loves you like you say he does, he will expose you mm-hmm. at the right time if you won't deal with it. So it's just my like two cents to you. I just am amazed at how I am amazed at what the Lord does. Like he just blinds them at a certain point. And then they get caught in the dumbest ways, you know? And I'm like, that was so the Lord. And the Lord loves you so much that he will expose you. But I do think he gives a lot of people time. Yeah, He gives them everything they need just to, it doesn't mean you got to call your girlfriend or fiance or your wife right now. It means you need to call a man that you trust and respect yep. and say, uh, hey, here, here's what I need. And, and, uh, and by the way, like, 
I'll give you another little caveat. Sorry, Tim, I'm talking. The whole <laughs> You're time talking here. a lot, but that's okay. I'm Go caffeinated, for it. opinionated, and I deal with this all the time. So, a good pastor probably will not be the depends on the pastor, but probably won't be the exclusive voice in your life. Porn addiction requires a level of unraveling habits and patterns. A lot of times pastors don't have the time to do, and that's not bad. So oftentimes like what we do at Village is we will do a collaborative with a professional counselor Mm -hmm. because when somebody pays for counseling, they also— They take a little more ownership on it. They do, and then a combo of that and pastoral counseling where the pastor and the professional counselor— you know, collaborate. I think that's probably one of the healthiest way you're getting at it at different angles. And then you're agreeing where to go public and how to go public with it and what's appropriate. And, and honestly, I think sometimes a good husband or not a good husband, a good fiance or a good boyfriend will pull back from the relationship, tell her, um, I have a rule for myself. I won't submit you to that until I'm free from this for six months. Mm-hmm. I want to give you freedom to move on, but I want you to let you know I'm doing this for the Lord and for you. Yeah. And I would like to come back to you in six months in good conscience to say this. Don't make the girl do it. Yeah. Yeah. The guy should step up. Right. Step up. Own it. Understand that it's not fair for her to walk through this sure. with you while you're dating. Mm-hmm. Engaged. Get some special counsel on that. You know, it's a different scenario. But um, I know that's a lot. And I didn't, I'm speaking to like every scenario is different. But maybe some of those common principles, you know, you can you can glean on to. I don't know, Tim, did I confuse? Nope, I think you're, you're so. right on. Hopefully, listeners, this has been helpful, and you'll be able to share this with someone who's in this situation right now. Listeners, please come back next time when we have another great question, which is really something that we are living with at Village Church. Yep. Here's the question. I have been at two mega churches that have had pastoral failure, and I'm reticent to get into a new church. How do I overcome this?